What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you so much for tuning into the Big Honker Podcast. Hunting season is getting close. Getting close. August is winding down. Yeah, it's hard to believe you're talking about hunting when your ball's sweating hot outside. But we're almost there. Yep. And if you're still looking for that great hunt this fall and winter, look no further. Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Come with us. www.stanfieldhunting.com. Got take care of you on anything you want. Uh, waterfowl, dove, duck, hog, pheasant, deer. You name it, we can take you up and put, put you on the birds, the animal, whatever you want to do. Holler at us. we got some specials. I'm going to have some October pheasant and dove specials. Come in, $250, do an afternoon dove hunt, spend the night, breakfast, next morning do a pheasant hunt for $250. And that's a four-gun minimum on that hunt. I can do that in September and October. I've got some dates left in November, not a lot for waterfowl hunting. I can do some duck hunt still in Texas and in Oklahoma. So anyways, look us up at stanfieldhunting.com, and that's 940-658-3172. Thank you. Well, you even ended with a little thank you. How I'm nice. Trying to change my ways, Andy. This podcast is also brought to you by Dive Bomb Industry. The best. The best silhouettes on the market. Got the new skinny shirt come out today. That's right. Came out today. That's a good looking t shirt. Good looking hashtag. They've been have they've uh they've had that in the bag for quite a while. Um can't say enough about Dive Bomb. They're what we use every day, seven days a week. They pass the torture test. Rain, snow, sleet, mud, whatever doesn't matter uh the steak system is just the greatest the bags they pack up can't say enough about them they're kicking ass is what they're doing go to divebombindustries.com go with the numbers this year guys big numbers of decoys means more birds in your bag divebombindustries.com we're also brought to you by boss shot shells only takes one it only takes one they're changing the game business is back in style Everybody's coming out with their own bismuth line, but remember that the guys at Boss brought it to you first, and they made it better, quite frankly. All made in America, Brandon Sarecki and the guys over there. I shouldn't say guys because Meg's over there. Kicking ass, taking names. They had a great great weekend at, uh, at uh, Game Fair, so absolutely great. Uh, only takes one, like Jeff said. They're copper plating all of their BBs. Holds a denser pattern. More BBs on target. No shotgun shell boxes either. That's right. That's right. They're just innovative. Innovative is the word. Go to BossShotShells.com or call them. You might not get off the phone with them because they can talk. They know their shit. But uh, get your shotgun shells for this year because it's coming up quickly. We're also brought to you by Lucky Duck. Best spinners on the market. Waterproof. Yeah, you can't shoot field mallards without some spinners. Lucky Duck's the way to go. And if you're shooting field mileage, you know, not a whole lot of water, which is even better. But, yeah, go to uh, LuckyDuck.com, get all of the spinners. The more spinners, the better. Like Jeff said, if you're hunting those field mileage or field ducks, you need at least a half a dozen spinners. Lucky Duck can hook you up. LuckyDuck.com, the way to go. We're also brought to you by 737. The boys in Oklahoma making that duck call just sweet, sweet sound. Direct to your door. No more big box stores or anything like that. You go straight to them. They send you a duck call the next day. Color combos, all kinds. They can etch what you want on there. They got logos they can put on there. They'll take care of you. I blow the old number one. That right there should be enough for everybody else. <laughs> what, what's that little? <clears throat> Endorsed for? by Jeff. That's right. Se- Seven thirty-seven duck calls. You can pick out what you want. Only call I've ever endorsed. That's right. Only company that would ever let me endorse their call. That really, <laughs> really is. But yeah, 737duckcalls.com, and they can get it out to you. 
Great customer service. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. All of our guys, all of our sponsors, folks, great customer service. They'll take care of you. Every one of them. Uh, we're also brought to you by Sea Light LEDs. There's no more sense. There's no sense at all to set a decoy spread out in the dark. Modern technology. Put the put these lights everywhere. Put them on your truck, on your trailer. Light it up. Turn that switch on and light that puppy up. That way you can see exactly what you're doing. No more. That's you know that's the number one cause of breaking your decoys. It's tripping over. Turn on those lights. You're saving decoys that way. Think of it that way. Saving your investment. SeaLightLEDs.com. They're what we use. Put them on your trailer, folks. There ain't nothing worse than having a bunch of guys with headlamps blinding each other. Set up on the, the trailer. They're up in the air a little bit. It shines down on like being in a football stadium. And this show is also brought to you by Athlon Optics. Also a U.S. made. Athlon Optics is a proud U.S. sports optic product company devoted to designing and delivering superior quality optic products and outdoor accessories at a competitive price to you the consumer. Athlon has strong engineering design capability, strategic alliances with quality manufacturers, and a streamlined, fully integrated supply chain. Whether you're shooting prairie dogs or scouting those geese or ducks the night before, Athlon Optics has a product that you need. So go to athlonoptics.com, get your binoculars, get your scopes. They've also got red dot sights. They got it all. If you need to look through it so you can shoot something or find something, Athlon Optics is the way to go. Last but not least, we're brought to you by William and Chris Wines. Texas wine. Good wine. I like wine. WilliamandChrisWines.com. Pick whatever, you know, whatever Chris has got made at the time. You can pick it. He'll ship it to you. They're the best. I love it. Good Texas wine. Or if you're at HEB, Whole Foods, Central Market, any of those types of places, you can find it there. But yeah, WilliamandChrisWines.com. Great stuff if you're a wine drinker. Even if you're not a wine drinker, it can turn you into a wine drinker. WilliamandChrisWines.com. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, in this episode of the podcast, Jeff and I, we kind of run through quite a bit of stuff. The duck numbers came out today, so we talk a little bit about that. Ron jumps on the podcast with us. We talk uh, kind of old memories around the lodge. Uh, the story that we've been teasing you with, Ron burns down a levee, that's told in this podcast, so... It's a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, it's always a good time when Ron gets on with us. So, anyway, we hope you enjoy it. I haven't touched anything. In three, two, one, boom. Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. I'm Jeff Stanfield. I'm Andy Shaver. Out of fucking deaf now. Okay. Maybe, maybe your headphones are up too loud. That's what I said. How do you turn them down? Uh, one of those knobs. Well, you I don't figure want... out which one is yours. No, I don't want to fucking shit up. There you go. That's the attitude. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of things here. First of all, we're going to talk about some bird populations. Yeah. I read today, you come in, it's weird because I read earlier today that on the duck populations... All the ducks that we shoot, except for blue-winged teal, which I don't give a fuck about them, they're down 
but they're all going to go to Brazil anyways. Mm-hmm. And pintails. And widgeon. Widgeons are up a little bit. Widgeons stayed. Widgeons is it's, zero. No, it's not. It's up just a tad bit. I saw it. I just read it. There's hmm. a tick up. Hmm. It was so negligible that it is zero. It's it's a zero percent, but still is a tick up. Okay. It wasn't enough to be a one percent increase, but it was a tick up. He's gonna go check on this right now, and he's no, gonna I'm read not. this. Yeah, go ahead. And then he's gonna get done. He's gonna go. Oh shit. Poor snow geese. I didn't even look at them. They. <laughs> they they are not. Good. They are not good. Do they have a bad hatch? Oh fuck. It, it is not looking good. There's going to be a lot of whining this year. This but uh, if you follow, you should follow Split Read. Sir Nick Kostis, is, uh, he heads that up. A lot of good information from Split Read uh, about this. And he brought up an interesting point. It's what are we trying to do here with the, with the snow geese? Are we trying to save population? Are we trying? Excuse me. Are we trying to save the tundra? Or are we trying to shoot a lot of juvie snows? Great, popu- great question right there. Because so, their overall deal was they done this to try to get to save the to tundra. kill a bunch of them, right? So they got rid of all the babies, right? I mean, if you're going to wipe out a population, who you want to knock out? A bunch of fucking newborn babies or a bunch of old people? You so, knock out the newborn babies because they're not going to breed. So it's uh, it's quite the but yeah. Mallards up two percent, pintails down four, green wing tiller up four, shovelers fucking shovelers they're down thirteen percent. American widgeon two point eight two million and eighteen two point eight three. Now, Dad, yeah, I know you're biased here. But if, if it was 2.82 last year and it's 2.83 this year, would you saw that a slight tick up? Slight. Okay, that's not, that's not zero, right? Yeah. I just want to make sure. It's, it's, right. it's, it's within the margin of error, so it, no change, yeah. according to <laughs> Mr. Split Read. Uh, and then the Lesser Canada Goose. I don't know how the fuck this is possible, but the Lesser Canada Goose is up 550%. A lot of screwing going on last year. According to the Fish and Wildlife Services. Nicholas has just sent me a link to the fishandwildlifeservice.gov. And uh, I'm not going to read it here. Internet is moving incredibly slow today. Oh, I bet I got the credit card deal hooked up still in there. Unplug that. Eh, It's 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 a little tick up is what's going on. You know know what's funny is, or not funny is, here's the deal. If you shoot blue wing teal... And you shoot snow geese and you shoot pintails, you're fucked. So basically, if you're hunting in South Texas along the coast, it's going to be a tough year if you're shooting. But those blue wings go on further down the road. But you can only shoot one pintail this year anyway. Yeah. So. And what are redheads? Redheads were way down too. Uh, I, I did look at that. The redheads were yeah, way down. Something was way down um, I'm in this uh, fucking report here that Nick sent me. So mallards are up two percent, so that's good. You know, I was talking. Uh, Ramsey Russell stopped by the booth at the at the trophy hunters, and he says part of the reason that pintails are taking a nosedive is because of uh, agriculture changing. I can see that the shit that they feed on's not there anymore. Um, yeah, so it's yeah, the redheads are down twenty percent. Well, I'm just trying to figure out how the fuck do you have a five hundred and fifty percent boost. Well, quail do it all the time. I mean, well, that's... I don't know. That don't sound right. That sounds like a misprint then. Because you think about it, that means every pair would have to had 11 birds that survived. And the uh, prairie pothole region was dry. Yeah. I don't do you know. think that a lot stopped in uh, North Dakota and South Dakota where it was so wet and just stayed there and, and did their breeding there? I saw a bunch of mallards here. We didn't have them last summer at this time, and they're here now. So I'm assuming that does work that way. Um, other thing that's way off was... Uh, Shovelers are way down. 
Yeah. Shovelers took a big tumble this year. Yep. That's not going to affect us much, but that's the ultimate trophy is to shoot a banded shoveler. Well, I saw something better than that that day. I saw an albino shoveler guy shot. That'd be a fucking trophy. Yeah, the snow geese, are, they did not do very well. Going to be a tough year. Yep, I'm going to run snow goose hunter. Mm. You're going to have more of those adults around. We're going. I want to talk about one thing right now, that, so we're going to talk about it. Dove hunting. Everybody keeps reading in the paper about this, how great dove hunting in Texas is going to be. Yeah, the Lone Star at Door News yeah, posted boy, about it. I don't know where the birds are. I have went to Wichita to here, to Abilene. I've talked to people everywhere, and the birds are not in North Texas right now. And I've talked to some outfitters that run a whole lot more dove hunters than we run, and they're in the same boat right now. Now, I did see, just a minute ago, when I was telling Dad about it, they said in two weeks we're going to have a big weather change. Yeah. And they said it's going to be unseasonably cold or cold, cooler than normal with above-average precipitation. Now, can you imagine if we have an above-average precipitation from last September? <laughs> it's going to be wet. That's going to be crazy then. Okay, quit reading. Let's do this I'm, podcast. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be equipped with this information, Jeff. Ross geese down twenty five percent. Mid continent population lesser snow geese down nine percent. The Wrangell Island population of lesser snows. That's where you need to hunt because they're at forty five percent. I was trying to find specs. Don't see them. Oh, I'm sure them little bastards are up 30 40%. We can only kill two. We can only shoot two anyway, so it ain't going to matter. It, it's going to. But anyways, that's good news for the goose hunter. It's good news for the duck hunter unless you hunt and you shoot shovelers, blue-winged teal, redheads. Yeah. So the Texas coast could be kind of tough hunting this year for them guys. Those poor guys. If you, if you thought you were pulling your hair out last spring. Hmm. Well, I'm talking about the guys that duck hunt down there. Oh, I'm the, talking about spring snow goose hunters. Uh, the redhead counts down 27%. Mm, mm, mm. Tough times, but I am excited to see about this uh, this lesser population. Could be a bumper year. Could, Could be a bumper year. We have five hundred fifty percent increase. It's gonna be a lot of geese. <clears throat> so, uh, surely they wouldn't post that if if they weren't completely sure. How's the life? At the home, how's the home life, Andy? We got the stomach bug. It is not good. It's Shaver household. So you're the only one that hadn't had it? So far. So far. No, don't look good for you tonight, the <clears throat> Jameson got it Saturday morning. Reese got it yesterday about 9, and then my wife got it this morning about 2. Vomit everywhere. Did, did you wake up when she got up sick growing up, or did you just roll over and go back to sleep? Uh, we, well, Reese was in bed with us, so I didn't get a whole lot of sleep last night. He was waking up. And uh, needing the needing the bin, needing the vomit. Let's let's talk football real quick, uh, or for a little bit here. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about we're gonna cover a lot of shit today. You got fucking Ron right there. Talk to him, Dad. What do you want to talk about? Put your put your microphone on, Dad. I don't know why he doesn't have his headphones on. I can hear you. Oh, is this the first pair of glasses you've ever had in your life that were prescription glasses? No. When did you have some? When you was a kid. No, I had some back when I was about the time I had my first heart attack. Did you lose them? My only heart attack, but no, I threw them away. I couldn't see out of them. <laughs> my my blood sugar 
Oh, it messed was, up. Was high, and they. I got the glasses, and then this, it kind of corrected, and then I couldn't see shit. And I was trying to wear them, and going down to them Southwest Parkway, and finally I got disgusted, and I just jerked them and threw them on the dash, and hell, I could see every sign as far as they went. So, do these help you now? These are good. So, you, so you're doing good with the glasses. Then. Yes, sir. You're finally getting old, Dad. You gonna get a hearing aid next? No, sir. Why? I'm happy hearing what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> kind of frustrating for everybody else around you, then. Ron's hoping to get some shooting in this fall. Now he's got the sun. Now he's got the uh, glasses. Got my trigger finger going. And Brandon is sending us some 20 gauge loads for dove and teal. So I don't know about that. We'll need them for the dove, but for the teal, we'll have some 20 gauge loads. Should be here any day. Okay. Matter of fact, I'll, today's Monday. I bet they're here tomorrow. Wow, that's fast, fast service. Yeah, they have good service at Boss. So let's talk. Growing up hunting with you, you yeah. you used to get frustrated sometimes. But I, I want to go back to a particular trip. Okay, I want to talk about your trip to Lake Diversion. I don't know if we've ever covered this on the podcast. <laughs> the famous trip. Tell, okay. tell the trip. Well, we went we went to Diversion. Didn't we stay the night? No, 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 no. Not not the trip that we 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 were illegal. I'm talking about your trip there when you got had little issues. You were late for work the next that day. Oh, when I had to walk out. Yeah. First set up. Yeah, we talked about it. We've done that one before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rode back there and uh, the motor died, didn't it? Oh, well, the battery went down on the boat that we yeah. used getting there. It was a go devil, wasn't it? No, it just was a motor, but it. Yeah, we talked about that. We've we've covered that one before. If you haven't heard it, it's on. One, two, three, five, or seven. I don't know. One of those. Let's let's talk about the illegal hunt though. Well, we went up there and spent, we spent the night spent the night with a friend in his cabin, and we went out, and these had the dumbest damn ducks come up here. They all <laughs> canvas backs, but boy, they'd come in sweet. And we shot 26 we between the three boat. of us. Mm. We filled the boat up. <laughs> with canvas backs. Yeah. It didn't matter what it was. When I was a kid growing up, the limit was 100 shells. We took That's 100 right. shells, and when we, when we got it to 100 shells, we were doing our part, though, because there's a lot of people that didn't kill as many birds as we did, so we were helping with society. Mm-hmm. Andy, we, we were doing our part to sure. to call the birds. I always tell everybody, though, I'm not a real good shot anymore, especially. I tell them I'm going to be known as a great conservationist because <laughs> when I die, they're going to say I'm a good conservationist because, you know, I, I could get the birds up close to shoot at them and scare hell out of them, but... Then they'd be careful when they got around somebody else that might yeah. shoot good. And so, I, well, you were blessed with a son that was a good shot, and we're not talking about Tony. I heard a lot of "I got him, I got him, I got him." Yeah. You know, when we were kids growing up, we were lucky because we got to go hunting a lot. But our Christmases were always hunting stuff. You know, other kids were getting electric cars and all that other shit. We were getting waders, and we were decked out when we were kids hunting. And Dad took time taking us hunting instead of going hunting with his friends. And I got a lot of memories. Um, I, I've got memories of we, we hunted. We got a lake out here by, named Winchester that's by us. It's a big roost lake. And one year we hunted. We had a big cold front. Was that 1983? I think it was 83 and froze Thanksgiving Day and stayed frozen until below freezing until New Year's Day. And we had we had a lake that we hunted on. And we had live decoys. We had these little grebe ducks. And they were on this little – this water hole was maybe, shit, I don't know, 20 – 30 yards long and maybe 10 yards wide. Very big back in some trees where the wind wasn't blowing. Right, and they kept this hole open, these ducks did. 
and we we just we walked in and we hit we stood we walked on the ice. The ice was probably what a foot thick or more. It was thick enough you could stand on it, hang ten, and your toes would be over open water, and, and you stand in there. And we we got into these ducks, and that's before I had mold number one, Andy. And I could just kind of mm. I'd purr out, <laughs> sure. do a purr at them. What do you mean, sure? You don't believe me. Mm. And we shot the shit out of the ducks, but we that we'd shoot, and these damn grebes would go underwater. When the dog would go get the bird, and the dog zip, where our dog would come out of the water, and he would turn to a solid sheet of ice. Turn what? You know the the story that you promised everybody is the uh, burning of the levee. Mm. That's right. Jeff and called. I, I spoke with Dave Reese, the great. He was there. The great goose master from Fergus Falls, Minnesota, last week, and he said that is one of the all time. Waterfowl stories, myths, whatever that he's ever been a part of. So, carry it away, Ron. Well, Jeff called me and told me. You want me to set the story up about what's going on? Us and another outfitter had had some issues. And we had a water hole. First, they built a water hole. Well, we had the better place to build a water hole, so we built a water hole. And we had a levee that was between us, but the the property line, the levee was was on our property. And so we started flooding our deal, and we would let our stuff sit. We're real good about that. We'll let a bird sit on water for three, four, five days. We don't like to shoot on the water. We like to field hunt, but if we get them water. Well, they went in one afternoon and was going to hunt that thing. After we'd done, we'd field hunted and shot a limit of birds. So go ahead now, now Dad, tell you the story. Well, Jeff called me and said he'd heard there was a bunch of dead birds laying on that ice. <clears throat> he wanted me to go by and see if, it was, if they'd been shot or if they were sick. Worried about a cholera epidemic or something. So I had one of the guides, his name was Jamie Holstein, and he was riding with me. And we get over there, and here's these other guys. There's no cover on their side of the barbed wire, and they've dug places to set in the weeds on our side of the fence. So they're shooting on our side of the fence over there, back towards their pond. Yeah, and so... I told Jamie, just hang on, we're going to run to the house a minute. And I went over and got my propane bottle and my flamethrower <laughs> and went back over and turned in the deal. And we got down about halfway down to the deal. And Jamie said, well, I want to see this, but I'm going to stay back here. <laughs> Pussy. Yeah, he wasn't, much, he wasn't a physical altercation type of guy. And then I called, Tony comes over there and brings a rake. And so I'm burning and he's a rake and to keep it on our side of the, mm-hmm. so it don't get away. Right, so it doesn't get on their side. <laughs> but the party was over and they had a film crew there and everything. Did they film you burning that shit down? I don't know what yeah, they did then. Yeah, they did, because one guy got kind of smart with you, and the guy who owned the land was there with us. Yeah, Dwayne. and Yeah, and um, the guy said something, said, well, why damn, I'm going to call Dwayne. And he goes, well, you don't have to call me. I'm right here. <laughs> you know? And they were they were, they were were on our side of the fence. Would have sure been fun to have been a fly on the wall that night at their lodge. Well, shit, it sounds like, they were, it sounds like you could have heard them from right where you were standing. How far were they when you started... Uh, the blowtorch. Well, me to you, but... Uh, <laughs> really? They so, all had shotguns. So, so four feet. You walk up and do you say anything or you just started on fire? Said, your hunt's over. That's all you said? Dad, yeah. I'm fixing to burn this motherfucker down. <laughs> <laughs> but but they, they're a long ways from their lodge where that was going on. Right. So you just walk up and this is it, guys. Light the torch <laughs> and start there. And you said Dave Reese was there. 
when we started the story, you said he was there. Dave worked for us then. I don't know if Dave, Dave he wasn't was, there physically. He was just. I don't. I don't okay. think so. He was just here. And he may have come back with me over. We did a lot of things like that as a group. Jamie Holstein. Jamie was with Dave. Jamie with was me. With you. Yeah. But he didn't want any part of going up there. No, no. no, he was back. Good He was past shotgun range. Way probably. Jamie is one of the nicest guys I know. But Jamie's not one to get in a physical altercation. Had they shot anything that mo- that day? Was it afternoon or morning, or what was it? It was in the afternoon, but they were getting some shooting. But they hadn't had a good hunt that morning, and that's why they went over to the roost lake to hunt. And the birds were using our side of the roost, but right. there was two sides, and that's and how they were doing it. mostly froze over. Right. Mm. They burned that some bitch up, though. <laughs> I guess we didn't ever hide over there on that side. No, no, never had. No, you know we've got a picture of that somewhere. I saw it not long ago. It's a picture of Dad with that torch walking down that levee. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they never came back. No, sir. Not. No. Not. not could no they even hunt? Could they even hunt that mm. without? Yeah, the first year they had that field on the left side. The next year I leased it too, so I had all of it. But that first year they had it at least over there. I saw them. I was scouting one day. And driving around, and I looked at them, and they were over there, and that guy never had peanuts over there, and he planted some peanuts. And they had a pump going with some water. And so I thought, son of a bitch, that's a pretty good idea. So I told Dwayne about it, and Dwayne goes, well, I got that stuff right across the deal. We can pump it right there, so we start pumping ours. Mm-hmm. Well, ours was a wheat field that was planted, and we just turned it on that water. That flooded wheat, them birds love that a lot better. Yeah. Well... Them guys didn't build theirs just to sit on. They had, they were going to shoot it all the time. We built ours to not hunt. We hunted it some, but we didn't hunt it all the time. Right. But what's funny is the wheat, the peanut fields I had were the best two peanut fields out here, just about one of them. And they never hunted them, sorry, at that much. And then when that season was over, I knew I wanted that property. Well, my father-in-law was good friends with the old man that farmed that. And so he, uh, I told my father-in-law, I said, hey. And he said, oh, go talk to him. He's a good old guy. And he is a nice old man. And this guy was probably, I'll I bet he was 85 years old at this time. He was an old, old guy. Pretty old. And I went up and started talking to him. And he goes, well, I can tell you right now. He goes, I ain't listening to them boys that had it before. He said, you know, they took a shit right by my tractor every day. <laughs> <laughs> and that was his biggest beef with them at all was they took shits by, they, they stood on his plow and took God. shit every day right there. <laughs> he went took his trailer up and there was people shit everywhere. And that pissed him <laughs> off. And he told me, he said, I told my wife I wasn't going to lease them guys again. And when I told him who I was and, you know, my father-in-law was and stuff, and I had, well, I've still, I've, we've got at least this year, the first year they've had peanuts on it in years again. That's hilarious. We got it again from the grandson. And he did not like them taking <laughs> oh, a shit next to his tractor. Oh, pissed him off. Mad about that. So did you tell your guys, hey, don't take a shit next to his tractor this year? I didn't. We never had no issues with nothing like that from him. I mean, I've never had an issue with somebody like something like that. I'm sure I've made some farmers matter we have over the years. I know we have, but we try to do everything right. We've had to go back and pick up holes a lot of places that some guys yeah yeah during dove hunting especially us about People that's another thing dove season's coming up don't be fucking reckless and and rude about things pick up your shit dove hunting is a lot like the guys that go to Canada and hunt if you're going to Canada to go hunt and respect that farmer yeah if he's got a no-till field don't drive in it and get stuck. all you're doing is causing problems for you next year and and, and, and this is what those guys think they're they're all they're, they want instant gratification so they're like you know what we can go hunting here and you know fuck it, we won't worry about it next year well next right. year gets here and you left a bad taste in that guy's mouth he's gonna remember that yeah because this I'm, I'm telling we tell all of our guys pick up your pick up your trash pick up you know any water bottles you got shotgun shells pick it all up we can go there at the end of the year and it looks like half but more than half i would say 
don't pick up a fucking thing. Or they pick up just right where they're sitting, and that's it. Pick up your shit. One, one, one of the groups last year that didn't pick up, when they called and rebooked, I said something to him about it, too. You did? Yep. I told him, I said, listen, I said, last year, the place y'all hunted had a lot of trash. Oh, I don't think it was my guys. I said, it was your guys, because you're the only group that we hunted there that first weekend, and it was trashy. So I said, next year, this year, if y'all are going to do that shit, you're not going to come back. No, no, we'll pick up our stuff. I said, that's all I want you. That's all I ask. I mean, it's not, not trying to be an ass. All I ask is you, you pick, because that keeps me from getting ass chewing. Mm-hmm. I don't like ass chewings. And when I tell someone we're going to pick up our stuff, we do. Well, and then we got to go out there and pick it all up yeah. to keep the farmer happy. Yep. So, yeah, please, if you're going dove hunting this in two weeks on openers, don't matter where you go, if it's your property and you don't want to pick up the shit on your land, go ahead. That's your that's your. But deal. if you're hunting on somebody else's or someone invites you, pick up your trash. Leave it better than you found it. If you see an extra box, you know, I see a guy one time, oh, there were some old holes there from 10 years ago. I, did you pick them up? No. Well, fuck, pick them up. Yeah. It doesn't take that long. Dove hunters wander around a lot more than... And that's, I was going to mention that, too. If you move, try to remember where you were and go pick up your shit from your previous two sets. Shoot it over under like I do. It's real easy to pick your holes up that way. Steve Barber is the most anal guy that we have. We can be teal hunting, and he's picking up holes the whole time. <laughs> Steve, don't shut up or and, know how to sit and down. And it's like, so, you know, teal, they're a little sneaky. They'll, they'll just bombard you and you'll never know that they were coming he's fucking picking up empty holes in the middle of this shit <laughs> or here they come guys well, yeah we, we, we see them you just flared them <laughs> they so, were coming i'm not saying you got to go be that extreme and, and pick up every hole as it hits the ground if you want to if you want to stay on top of things that's a great way of doing it you don't have to pick up you know pick up as you go that's a great way of doing it but if you wait till the end give yourself enough light to where you can see your empties and pick it all up be a nice little gentleman Hey, Dad, the first real goose hunt you went on, was that on the spike box? Uh, no, I think down around Arrowhead. What's the first hunt you had on? What's the first successful goose hunt you had on that you've been on, that you was on ever? I've killed geese with Jesse down to Arrowhead several times. On the southeast side or on Corky Winders. Tell us, what was the difference between it and now? I mean, that's what I'm trying to get at. I mean, the first let's talk about the first time you hunted on the spike box with Mike Kelly and them. Well, first of all, when you're talking about we didn't have all the traffic that we have. And we might pull a hunt on a one flock of birds, it's eight, 70, 80 birds. But you'd watch them when they come to the field to feed and look at your watch and Look again tomorrow, and if they come about the same time, then be there tomorrow with your decoys and set up. And the limit was two birds apiece back then. So one flock, and you're done. One flock's all you're going to see probably anyway until '83 when we had the big. And that's when the goose populations really changed. Yeah. After well, that freeze. What about the spike box though? The first time you hunted up there on it. Hell, it was. I had my stuff, and we used our cow. On the spot by she hunted out of the cow? Yeah, we had it, and then and then this other guy from Wichita had one. And we were up on the south flat, and here comes a pickup with a gooseneck trailer coming across there from 82 or whatever that is, and bouncing across there. And so I got out of mine, and oh, the guy that used to, your his daughter went to school with you. Ben Wilson. Ben Wilson. He was in, the, he had another cow. And we got out as them guys pulled up, and, and dogs come out of them cows. And that was the most embarrassed-looking cowboys you ever saw because they just drove a mile across a wheat field 
to get a, get a one that was loose and wasn't there. You don't see that now. You don't see the cow blind. I know that the only one that I ever saw till he built one. Uh, some company I uh, fuck. They work, but no different than A-frame does. You don't think? Same. It's the same deal, I think. A blob's there. I mean, a cow don't look out of place, but we started it because we hunted on a dairy farm. There wasn't nothing to hide on the north side to pies. I can tell you right now, me, Tony, and Dad ain't hunting in that son bitch today like we did when we were little. Tiny? Fuck. It would be elbows and assholes right now trying to gather that son bitch. It wouldn't be what two people be able to shoot out of it, probably. We killed a lot of birds out of it. But were you killing, back then on the spike box, were y'all killing all big birds? I, I got a triple on graders. Really? One time. Up there on the ranch? Mm-hmm. How many geese did you used to see back then up there? Oh, there was quite a few. But like I said, you know, after 83, when the freeze was, was when they had the, big, the biggest populations. Up until then, they mostly had graders up there. Well, I mean, we're talking a thousand birds, maybe, or like a greater hunt up north where you'd go a hunt with three or four hundred birds. I wasn't. A, I don't think there was any great big, great big flocks. No. So it all changed in the early '80s. I think so. I wonder if we could transplant geese here, the graders. Uh, Tony talks about it all. Tony talks about it all the time. Problem with here is a lot of the stock ponds will go dry during the summertime. You you could put them at Lake Davis. Right now, you could put them on Winchester, Estes, and Hearn. They'd stay all. I mean, that's water's going to be there a couple of years. But you could you could build tanks around where they would stay. I mean, there's some places around that would, but they're at Seymour now. They're all the way to Seymour. They're moving further west. 1982, I'm going to say. I was doing the dog trials and stuff with old Doc Ellis from Duncan, Oklahoma, and he was a doctor, and he had some other friends that had some money and some contacts on some ranches and they went to the state and got them to close goose season in three or four counties there and these guys ordered and bought greater Canada mm-hmm. geese chicks and took them around and they put built nests out of whiskey barrels be on a post out in the, in the water in different places right and they kept the season closed for three or four years and now they've got a nuisance season over there of big birds they never did leave they just how much you think a pair of canada geese would cost oh i bet you can get them for 50 dollars i bet they're less than that maybe not 50 bucks for the both of them i would think so yeah so you could put hmm you could do a thousand dollars that's a lot of geese that's 20 pairs yeah but still that's 20, 20 pairs of geese is 100 geese next Your year, and life. then 250 geese the year after that, then 500 geese the year after that. They they move pretty fast. Last time I played golf at Weeks Park in Wichita Falls, I had a. That's what I'm saying. It wouldn't take that. It wouldn't of, take that long. No, but but in the city they have in the like like in in Wichita and around the golf courses, and that area has really boomed with geese because at Midwestern and stuff, you don't have a lot of varmints in town. You right. don't have a lot of right. coyotes and you do have some, but you don't have a lot. Or out here, they're, the, the varmint's going to get get some of them, and that's why this deal had the way they did it here. They put these ponds; they had these pins around the ponds where the varmints couldn't get to the geese. When Don Morgan bought about fifty goose chicks and had them over there behind where Lex Gammon used to live, mm-hmm. and he raised them and they on his pond, he had a nice pond, and they grew 
big enough to fly, and then they got up high enough to see Lake Wichita, and they was gone. <laughs> see, that's what I wondered about here, if, if they would just leave. I don't know where they went from there, but they went to Lake Wichita, and he never saw them again. The other day, me and Tony were in Wichita, and on Kale, birds were coming off of a neighborhood over by the Coors plant, and they were coming out of a neighborhood. Now, I don't know if there's a park over there or what, and there was probably 30 or 40 birds, probably three or four or five different flocks. They were coming off there and they were flying back to a, p- a pond by that elementary school that's over there. Hell, they, they walk around on the curves a lot, a lot, and drink out of the sprinklers and eat yeah. the grass. I would love to have some. Yeah. I wouldn't. Your your little brothers both wanted me to buy a pair when they were younger and keep across the street, but I didn't fuck, fuck with them and then they were going to die and something happened to them. And then you got to explain that. Yeah, and I just did... I also know that you're going to have a, local, a lot of local farmers are not going to be real happy if they got 200 graders eating in their wheat field that ain't been, ain't <laughs> yeah. been cut. They're not, that's, that, that's not going to look like a fart in church. Hmm. So We'll just leave it alone. We'll let it naturally happen It's here. naturally going to happen. You're going to start. I mean, they're getting further and further west all the time. It's just a matter of time. And I just, we just, we get so dry here. Well, the difference between here and Seymour is not much. Well, even Wichita, they nest, they raise babies out there on them big borrow pits mm-hmm. along the freeway. But yeah, I see those all the time. And that pop, look how big, how many birds and more there. Two, last time or the first time I saw it. And what do they got now? Twenty. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a family group. It's getting bigger and bigger every year. Yeah. It well, is. I'm excited about these uh, duck numbers. What do you think, Ron? That sounds good to me. I I don't even mind shooting the the, the cheap ducks like. Shovels and stuff. <laughs> the cheap ducks. I just a laughing mallard, as far as I'm concerned. Just another duck on the end of my gun barrel. Well, I'm ready for teal season, and teal season's a couple of weeks out. The guys are already shooting geese in North Dakota. I seen guys are already crossing the border to go to Canada, getting ready to hunt up there. Can you imagine that in about 13 days you could be sitting in Canada right now, two weeks from today, I guess, and be shooting freaking field mallards and lucky bastards? Oh, they're hunting geese in North Dakota now. Right, right. And you know what the limit is per day there? Eight or nine. Or Was it 15? 15, I think. 15 wow. per person. Oh, you were telling about a big number. Somebody killed 89 birds or something. Mm-hmm. On opening day, August 15th. I had a guy message me after that, and he lives in the same town. Does he? Mm-hmm. Was he on that hunt? No, but he knew about it. He said that's why he figured he didn't see very many geese. He <laughs> just killed every one of them. There'd be a lot of cleaning, boy, of 89, 15-pound geese. Ugh. Mm. I wonder how they taste this time of year. Probably like they do the rest of the year, like shit. I like them. Right, but I mean, right now their diet's a little bit different. They're on bugs and grasses and stuff like that. Well, they graze a lot. I don't know. Dad eats the ass end out of a skunk, so you ain't scared, are you, Dad? No, I wouldn't bother me sometimes. What's the nastiest thing you've ever ate? Hell, probably breakfast day before. (laughs) (laughs) Was it bad? You know the score on that. (laughs) Where'd y'all go? Downtown. Up here? <laughs> yeah. What'd you order? Bacon and eggs. Hash browns. How do you fuck up bacon, eggs, and hash browns? They know how. <laughs> they burn the shit out of cream out of Cajun style. All of it or just your bacon? Hell, the bacon, you drop it and it's going 50 pieces. <laughs> and and the eggs had a crust around the whole, all the way around the edge for over easy eggs. And the hash browns, you can barely get a fork through them. <laughs> God. Did you send it back or did you eat it? He ate I it. choked it down. <laughs> I got a whole bunch of hot sauce and poured over it. 
Where's, where's, what's, what's the worst thing you've ever had besides yesterday's breakfast? Like, I don't know. I, I like. I like what Roger said the day, the Himalayan, Himalayan possum. Himalayan possum. <laughs> so, so you've eaten raccoon? I've had coon. Grandma used to bake a coon every year for Grandpa and I. Ugh. She'd wait till somebody brought one in that was fresh and, and small, called it a kit, kitten. And she'd, Grandpa's kitten, and she'd make gravy and coon. Ugh. I mean, not, not gravy, but dressing. What it taste like? Oh, it's wilder than a pork roast but it was kind of fat but it was i like what about you possum? Smell, you could i never did you could smell the house for three weeks after they baked Oof. it in there though Ugh. my poor neighbor's having hell with coons in her house she's got yeah she's got a, a doggy door for some reason her cats go outside they don't go in the litter box they like to go outside so the coons are coming in that doggy door pet door oh that's a mess waiting to happen across the street east mm-hmm yeah yeah, and she, uh, it got, it's gotten to where she's sleeping in the living room so she can hear them coming in so she can scare them right back out. I don't know why she just doesn't fucking bar the thing and let the cat take I'll, a shit in the... I'll call the city tomorrow they've and been. put a trap up for her. They've been. They've I, trapped for her? Mm-hmm, yeah. And they didn't, it didn't get them? I guess it... I don't know. It'd but, be a good neighbor. You had to go over there and stay in her tree and shoot them at nighttime. Yeah. Um, I was driving last night in town, and I saw a bunch... Four or five of them scooting really? across the road. Little family. They're, they, they're pain they in the ass. That. Pain in the ass. Somebody, but it always seems like it's this time of year where they're, they're just a nuisance. Somebody had a picture with 18 of them under their deer feeder one time, I saw. They're probably trying to find water now, I guess. Mm. I'm telling you what, I come in one night and I, I look over in the yard and something caught my eye. I look again and we had this German shepherd and this coon is whooping her fucking ass. I mean getting after her ass. <laughs> so... I go in the house and get the gun, open it up, and them some bitches. And what's happened was her babies were eating the dog food, and she oh. was fighting the damn paisley, our damn German Shepherd, off. <laughs> and she was that German Shepherd didn't want no part of that fucking coon. I'm telling you, Sheesh. they're vicious little fuckers. Yeah, I can't believe they hadn't trapped them yet. They've been working on them. They've been working on them every year about this time though. Always in August. God, they got in the rest of her house. God, she'd have <clears> a fucking mess in her. So more that there, more stuff. Mm-hmm. I was taking louvers off of air conditioning system in a house I was going to paint one time, and it was October-ish. It was probably getting close to freezing at night, and I was down there screwing the screws off of that so I could pull that off, and something cold-nosed me. <laughs> it was a damn coon that come in there. Boy, it just, I like to run my head through the wall. <laughs> They're cute little bastards, but... Uh, they, they'll tear, they'll tear some shit up. A lot of people keep them for pets. Sheldon had one for a long time, but it turned wild. They do after a while. His did. Just mean as fuck. Just a little bit, and they finally shot at coon hunting. For <laughs> he's going to have a big coon feed. His daddy had a restaurant downtown. He's going to feed everybody that wanted to come. And a coon feed. Yeah, he <laughs> baked a bunch of coon. You can smoke them all over town. <laughs> <laughs> He baked up about a dozen of them, but he needed, decided he needed two or three more, so they went on another hunt, and, and they shined the light, and they they thought they could tell that it was him, but when they shot him, he had a collar on. Then they could tell for sure. They knew <laughs> right away, no mistake. <laughs> but they weren't that sad because he'd, he'd gone. Oh, he'd been gone for months, two or three months. Huh. Dane, Dane had a pet coon, remember? 
Uh-uh, I don't remember that. Dane said they did and said when he was little, said that some bitch would come in there and, and his mom, when she'd feed them boys cereal in the morning, the, oh, the yeah. coon had it to have, have a, a, bowl. a bowl at the table and have to sit next to him and eat with it. Yeah. They get into shit, though, in the house is where their problem is. Because they got thumbs and stuff. Yeah. One lady that was um, from Knox City, she had a pet coon and some bitch peeled all of her fucking, um, her, uh, keys on her keyboard. keys off of her keyboard off mm-hmm. on her oh, computer. I, I, oh. Mm-hmm. That, that, that would suck big time. They can get into a lot of stuff. Boy, they're nosy as hell. Is there any dog training going on right now, or is it too hot? It's too hot to train right now, but it, we need to get some miles on some of these dogs. It's just I, too hot. I mean, even when you wake up in the – I looked last week in the low, didn't even get below 80 for like yeah, three or four days. Well, and there's some humidity at times, and that makes it super hot. They need to get their rattlesnake shots in order. And all the rest of them. If the temperatures stay the way it is right now, nobody has any business taking a dog on a dove hunt. Especially opening weekend, just forget about it. Well, especially a young dog. It ain't fair. And we've talked about this before. Don't even take it out to the field. Because if you keep it in the kennel, or even if you have it at heel all morning, that excitement's going to create heat. That's true. Very much. So... You know, you're not doing it any service. It, it's still going to pant and it's still going to get hot. Just don't even, especially if you're after, if you're hunting in the afternoon sometime, don't even take that dog out there Every, unless it cools off. Everybody's anxious to get their new pup out in the birds. But uh, on a dove hunt, everybody's shooting from all different directions. And that poor old dog's going to be looking everywhere. Here's a shot. And it's probably not going to be looking whenever you shoot. So, Right. It's just not going to be productive, and it's not going to be fair. If if someone's got a, a the old situation where it's just them and their kid or something, they've got a pond. It's just them hunting oh, their yeah. the pond. That's not near as bad right now. No, that'd be good. It splash when they hit, and and the dog could make it too, running yeah. in and out of the water. Right, cool stay it off. wet. If he stays wet, he he won't get hot. But they're going to have to do something. This is not the time to be trying to hunting the old sunflower patch. Is not. I don't be good. I don't like to take my young ones, and I don't even take a dog very often. But if I do, I'll leave it up until I got some birds to go pick up and just kind of get them all at once. Yeah, I just walk around, fetch it up, fetch it up, hunt it up, find them. And somebody told me stickers are real bad this year too. Well, they're bad enough. I know that from right here. Well, you you pick always out. Yeah, morning. hit some on his chin. Hmm. That's fucking fun, right by their teeth, boy. Just just be smart. I mean, it's a long season, and I would hate to know that somebody got their dog seriously hurt. You got your dog hot one time. Mm-hmm. And that was in October. Yep. Well, he he needs to lose a little bit of weight. Sure. You need to shed some pounds off him. He's had a good summer. Fuck, it's 110 there. I mean, it can't do a whole lot of no, shedding right no, now. No, no, it's, it's too hot to go do things with your dogs. I've cut mine down on the food a little bit. He yeah, Lou doesn't need as much food as he, and a matter of fact, he's gotten to where he just kind of self-regulates. I mean, he doesn't, I give him the same amount, and he might eat on it all day long. He doesn't need it. Right. He's not storing up, well, he's storing up everything, but he doesn't need to store up anything. The only problem Lou's going to have is if you turn that air conditioner off. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a big problem. <laughs> you said one time he don't even like to go outside and go to the bathroom if it's hot. No, no, he holds that too. You know, something that's not a bad idea to do is take some more empty two, three-liter Coke bottles or pop bottles and fill them full of water and freeze them and take them to the dove field and stick them in the crate with the dog laying on, and that helped keep them cooler. Cool them off. Yeah, that'd be makes, a good idea. Makes sense. And honey also is a good thing to have, right? Yeah, it don't hurt to have some honey and Benadryl. 
What's the honey do? Shivers. Energy. So Just if they if they crash or something, you can give them a shot of honey. Yeah, right on their tongue. I didn't realize rattlesnake bites. If you get bit by a rattlesnake, you need to take a couple of Benadryl. Helps, I heard that helps swelling. That's I heard it. you can do that, and it'll to offset a lot of your day, uh, your injuries you can have, especially when your arms. Because a lot of people get swelled up so bad they have to cut your skin, don't they? Yeah, yeah, split. Yeah, and so that'll keep that from happening with a lot of stuff. And I've heard recently that that if you carry some peps, what's them peptid tabs or pep. Pepsi AC. Pepto-Bismol? Well, them tabs are for thumbs, kind of. Tums? Yeah. And antacid? Yeah, they'll help stop bleeding. I didn't know that. Hmm. Well, you would be a damn good guinea pig to try that on. Yeah, you, you bleed all the damn time. Because <laughs> you got blood on your arm right now. What did a... Uh, I think I had a really good thing. Another thing to say. I don't know what it is. I'm going to tell you what. Whoever invented Benadryl, that's got to be one of the best inventions ever for a medicine. Because it saved a whole lot of lives. Keeps a lot of swelling go down. Andy's old dog Boudreaux, that some bitch would get a bee, all, bee sting about once every two months. His old face would be all swelled up and give him a Benadryl and be down the next night. I've used him a lot of time for me. For you? Yeah. I use Benadryl. Well, I do now to make help me go to sleep. I do too. I take one every night. <laughs> I take one Benadryl every night when I go to bed. Well, obviously, it ain't helping my swelling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've swelled up pretty much too. All right, let's change that. You want to talk football? Because you love football. I don't know much about football. I watched <laughs> watched one of our local friends for just a minute the other night. James was Washington, yes, sir, and Devlin Hodges. Kid was on the podcast. You know what? He's, they're they're not using Devlin the right way. You, you know what's going to happen with him? My Devlin? prediction. Yep. Pittsburgh is is they're going to have to try to keep Dobbs or get rid of Dobbs. I don't think Dobbs is an answer. I don't know why they'd keep him. He's been there for what three, four years. Uh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he hasn't done nothing. Yeah. It's time to let cut bait and go with the younger guy, a little cheaper contract. They should cut him and keep Devlin, but they're probably not. But I'll bet you that Devlin will get cut and they'll try to sign him to the um, practice squad. But I think a team out there going to pick him up. That He's better than either one of the Dallas Cowboys backups. Did, uh, did you see that um, – I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Josh McCown signed with the Eagles? That was a good move on their part. He said they didn't have to twist his arm very much. Well, we got a chance maybe get a Super Bowl ring. I don't think he's got one. He's only played 17 years for 14,000 fucking he's teams. He's played with everybody. And he, but he's got a chance if he stays healthy. And if Carson Wentz stays healthy, he's got a chance. That's their best chance. He'll, Eagles still favorite. I don't. Who's don't. your favorite? Um, I don't think that the Eagles are going to win a Super Bowl this year. I think they're overrated. Okay. who? who I'm Who's asking. their run? I mean – they got Jordan Howard. That's their running back. They drafted a kid too. Running running back is Miles not Miles Sanders. Running who won the Super Bowl last year? The Patriots. Okay, and who's their running back half the year? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I understand, but also you and and who was the team for the Rams in there? Their running back was O.J. Anderson, who was sitting at home. Or C.J. Anderson, Anderson sitting at home eating breakfast. Um, two or three weeks before he got signed and turned into a star. Their their receiving core, I don't think they're as good. You got Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz. Uh, they also have. Uh, they I, I just they, else. they just don't have a lot of stars as well. I just don't. Think oh, they picked Eagles up Deshaun Jackson. He takes. He's yeah. fast. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't think it's going to be the Eagles. Um, well, who do you think? I'm, I'm not arguing with you. I'm asking you. I, the NFC is tough. I still think that it's going to be the Patriots and the AFC. It's either going to be the Patriots and the Chiefs. I think. I think you could probably uh, jot that down as the AFC championship game again. Um, 
I, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, the NFC is kind of anybody's game. I thought the Chargers had a good chance. I think it's kind of who injuries. in the NFC kind of who plays well in November and December. What do you, what do you think the Cowboys' record is going to be? Uh, with or without Zeke? They don't matter. Okay. Let's look them up. Let's look up the Dallas Cowboys uh, schedule. It's as easy at first. Huh? It's real easy at first. They should be 3-0. and <clears throat> They played okay. the Giants. They played the Giants first. With no wide receivers. I'm going to give that to the Cowboys. So they're 1-0. They play the Redskins, 2-0. I would say 2-0. 3-0. They Miami. play the Dolphins. Okay. Saints, 3-1. Okay. Packers, 3-2. Where are they playing at? In Dallas. My Aaron Rodgers doesn't lose. At Jerry World. And it's on my birthday. Or, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Packers play the Eagles on my birthday. Getting all the, that shit confused. Either way, three and two. Then they got the Jets. They're four and two. That, whoa, whoa, I don't whoa, whoa, know. Whoa. I don't the know. Jets are going to be a good football team. Darnold is slinging the rock around. I'm going to give that to the Jets. Let's just say four and two, though. Let's safely say four okay. and two right there. I think that's going to be a lot tougher game because they're playing in New York. Okay. So I think the Jets are, I think the Jets are going to be a lot better this year. But we'll go four and two. Then they play the Eagles at home. I think they split with the Eagles, so they're five and two. Then they play the Giants six and two. They play the Vikings seven and two. Uh, they ain't gonna beat the Vikings. You don't think so? Nope. They're playing in Jerry World. I don't matter. Play Detroit. That's gonna be a game that they lose. Seven and three. You think they're gonna lose to Detroit? I do. I think they're seven and three, but I think they lose to one Minnesota of the and loses to Detroit. Then they play in New England. They're losing there. Seven, seven and, and four. four. They play the Bills. That's a, that could be a trap game right there. They're playing in Buffalo or in Dallas? Dallas. I'll give, uh, I'll give, I'll give it to the eight Cowboys. And four. Eight and four. Then they play the Bears in Chicago. That's eight and five. Eight and five. They play the Rams. That's eight and six. Uh, I'm not all in on the Rams again. Then they play the Eagles. I think the Eagles win that one. So that's eight and seven. Uh-huh. Then they play the Redskins. I think they beat the Redskins nine and seven. You, you gave them nine and seven, <clears throat> and you have them beat New York and Washington both twice. That don't happen in the division much. Usually, there's something happens. Now they're catching the Giants at a good time with no receivers. Yep. <coughs> I think Dallas is a nine and seven team. I think that's pretty safe. Maybe ten and six max. Ten and six. But I don't think they're nowhere close to being what everybody's predicting Super Bowl wise. Zeke. Zeke's had a little bit of. Zeke's lost some momentum because this new kids look pretty good behind their offensive line, which. I think you could take a Class 5A All-State running back and put him behind their offensive line and look pretty good. Pollard looked good. Yeah, he did. And so, Zeke knows that. And Jerry's now made Zeke mad because he made a question, made a comment, who's Zeke? Zeke, yeah. And Zeke's pissed off and he's got his panties in a wad. But he ought to take his bug-eyed ass and sign it. If I go down and just go to work. Yeah, make no con- three, there's no contract Yeah, just go to fucking work, make three million a year. And I'm betting you if he'd just show up and go to work, I bet Jerry Jones would sure work on getting him a contract. But – I think about him going to show Jerry he's going to stand out. Well, Jerry's got a guy over there running and is looking good and they're successful. They're going to be 3-0 and with or without Zeke, I think. Sure. Unless something happens. I agree. Because they got, they've got a good defense and their offensive line. But so, now let me ask you this. you got uh-huh. Dak wanting $40 million. Mm-hmm. Who do you pay? Do you pay Dak what he wants or do you pay Zeke what he wants? Where do you think your investment's better? I wouldn't, I wouldn't sign either one of them this year. <coughs> they're both under contract. You can franchise Zach, Zach, or Dak. Zach, that can be franchised for two years. Mm-hmm. So why the fuck would you pay a guy $2 million this year? And why would you pay him $35 million when you can pay him $2 million? So you're not paying you're saying, Fuck no. I, I don't. Would you? No. I mean, here's the thing. Well, and you got to pay Amari. Three years. If you, if you franchise him, his franchise fee is $32.5 million for next year. Yeah. So if it goes up to $37 million, that's $69 million. You got him $2 million this year. So you got him three years at $71 million. 
why the hell would you pay the guy $35 million a year for three years? You're going to save $30 million right there. i tell you who I feel bad for, the Oakland Raiders. Because Anto- well, Antonio Brown's coming to practice now. He's at practice, but still. Mike Mayock came out and he said, basically enough is enough. Yeah, either get over we've your done ass everything. or we're done. We've done everything. We've gone above and beyond trying to find this fucking helmet that you want. You're either all in or you're all out. And he's at practice today, so. Yeah, they've had enough of his shit. But they said one of the early reports is he left camp because he felt, I guess he wanted that helmet, and I guess the equipment crew was like, can't have the helmet. You can't practice in it. You can't do anything. It's an illegal helmet. You can't have it. And they said his feelings were hurt because the Raiders were not taking his side. He's a pussy. But the Raiders get fined if he, if he practices in it. You know what he is? He's that kid that is a, is a 10-year-old kid growing up in a little town playing sports was a stud. Mm-hmm. So everybody kissed his ass. He got into high school and everybody kissed his ass. And he went to college and everybody kissed his ass. Now, he was a six-round draft I mean, pick. Yeah, he wasn't. And so he worked his ass off. And they say he's a hard worker. Mm-hmm. But he's he's someone that's had his ass kissed for so long. And Le'Veon Bell's the same way. You know? Where do you think Le'Veon goes in our draft? Uh, Probably won't get past me at six. You don't think so? No. You're changing your strategy? You're not going Mahomes? Well, Mahomes is someone I would take later in the first. I'm not taking a quarterback in the first round. You're you're pick number nine. Yep, six and nine because yep. you have two teams. Yep, I'm taking uh, my sixth pick is going to be Le'Veon Bell probably, and my ninth pick is probably going to be a, a running back or I just can't take a fucking wide receiver that early. Just can't do it. So it'll be a running back. <clears throat> I don't know who it's going to be. It depends how the draft falls. I think Mahomes is going to go to Callaway at four. Coach Callaway takes him at four. You think so? I really do. And which is way too soon. No, to you you you've been saying he's going to take Zeke. No, well that see that's what the, our draft and everybody else. Can you imagine these guys are drafting like I've got a draft this Saturday. Nate Coldiron, he drafted last week and he took Zeke at four because yeah. Zeke's going to show up. He said because I he, he uh, hopes. We, we we were messaging. I said I knew his draft was was uh, this weekend. I said where did where did Zeke go? Where did Gordon go? And where did AB go? And I think AB went in the third round. Which I feel comfortable taking A.B. in the third. Yeah, because if, if he hits. Here, I'm going to tell you something right now. And Trevor and Nate both have taken advantage of me with <laughs> my big mouth because Kyler Murray looks like shit. The first game, he looked good. Throwing darts. It looked horrible. Running the offense. Kingsbury sucked at Tech. Why, everybody th- why anybody would think he would be winning the NFL, I have no idea. It's just – and they keep talking about their offense. Well, we, we, we're keeping it all covered up because we're going to uh, – And Rex Ryan is taking shit for criticizing his offense. For criticizing whose offense? Kingsbury. Why is anybody giving Rex Ryan shit for that? Yeah, it's just because he's not a believer in Cliff Kingsbury. Well, fuck it. Who is? They fired him at Tech. So, uh, according to the CBS running back rankings, uh, it's Nick Chubb is number five. Wow. That's crazy. Um, anyway, so James Conner, six. Le'Veon Bell, seven. So you're going to take Le'Veon before James Conner? I'm going to take Le'Veon Bell first, yes. And then David Johnson, nine <clears throat> overall, according to this. I'm not taking David Johnson, I don't think, because of that offense. I don't know. I may still take David Johnson. But I but I, I tell you what, the, the, the our league and every other league with Antonio Brown, Andrew Luck, <clears throat> Zeke, Matt, Melvin Gordon, there's a lot of question marks this year. Well, not so much with Andrew Luck because most guys are in a one-quarterback league. So it's not a big deal. You know, they can take they can take 
Andrew Luck and back him up with Ben Roethlisberger and they're set. Well, Not the no, case in our league. Our, ours is different. Yeah. That super flex makes it incredibly difficult. But, yeah, so I was surprised. Uh, yeah, Nathan uh, Coldiron, he was pretty pretty adamant that Zeke was going to go to him at four. And he took him at four. Well, he's sure going to be awful disappointed if, if he if, don't sign. If he holds his guns and doesn't – because what, what week they got to report? Seven? No, he can sign the day before and play. No, I know that. But he can sit out so many games. Ten weeks. Ten weeks? Yes. And not be – He's got to play six games. Right. Is all he's got to do to be considered not being, being on the roster all year as active. I hope, and it probably won't happen, but I hope he has not signed before September 2nd, our draft, so that maybe he slides to me. Boy, there's going to be people making some big choices there. What about Melvin Gordon? Mm. What, 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 where's he go? The Chargers have not even talked to him. Well, where's he go, though, in the draft? I don't know. He's way down there now. Let's see. I got the top 200 pulled up. He's way the fuck down there. Josh Gordon's another one. Does Josh Gordon stay healthy? He's going to help out a lot of fancy teams. But Josh Gordon's a third-round pick now. I don't know. You have to. He's the best receiver in New England. You take him or Antonio <laughs> Brown? Mm, probably Antonio Brown if Antonio Brown's got his head on. If Antonio Brown showed up to play football, I'd take him a second round. <clears throat> Wouldn't have any qualms doing that. I don't even see Melvin Gordon on here now. Yeah, that's that's crazy. 27, there he is. 27th uh, running back. Ahead of Derrick Henry behind Sony Michelle. Big question, Mark, but uh, I heard somebody saying if in March – or February before Gronk retired, if they told you you could have Gronk, Melvin Gordon, Zeke, Antonio Brown, and Andrew Luck on your team, would you sign up for that team in February? It would look pretty good. Tony is is pulling it on the tractor, I think, now. Mm. Those two worry me. Do they? They both need a woman. Well, I'm not volunteering. Well, no. Are you? No. And I'm not going to try to hook either one of them up either. But they need somebody. Maybe Blake. Besides, they need somebody besides each, each other. other. <laughs> they do. All, All right. right. We've rambled for an hour over absolutely nothing other than duck numbers are up. Dad told a story. Birds. Some duck numbers are Get up. Your, put, keep some Benadryl on you while you're dove hunting. Keep some honey on you for your dog. Keep your dog out of the hunt. Don't dove hunt your dog the next three weeks until it cools down. Until the temperatures high is getting the 80s. Unless you're hunting a pond. Yeah, unless, and there's no sense taking your dog. And that, that guy's going to come up here this year. I know he is. He's going to show up in his brand new vest that's got the orange on it. He's going to have his fucking pants that got the brush guards on the top that are hotter than fuck. And he's going to have his pressed done shirt on that looks, you know, Orvis Indoor shirt. And he's going to get out there. Dog's going to have those little shoot, booties on. With his shooting glasses and his Briley cha- interchangeable chokes. He's going to choke, change chokes. I've never understood guys that change chokes in the middle of a hunt. And they do that shit all the time. And he's going to take that fucking dog out. And the dog's going to be there. And all you're going to do is hear him whistling and hollering at that dog. And that dog's going to be panting hot and miserable. 60 degrees and 80% humidity is heat stroke weather for a dog. 60 degrees and 80% humidity. What about 95 degrees and 25% <laughs> humidity? It's been heat stroke weather for a long time. Yeah. 
Look at a Wally over there. He looks like he's had a heat stroke. And keep trash bags on you so it's easy to pick up all of your shit. And the frozen water bottles is a damn good idea, Dad. So little things like that make a difference. And that's the difference between an old-timer that's done it a lot and you see his little knickknacks, and it makes a big difference. Watch out for rattlesnakes. That's really about it. Don't shoot one another. No, be safe, be careful, pay attention. God bless y'all. Uh, we got one more week. Oh, hold on. Yes. I had a gentleman message me on Instagram. and He has a woman for Tony. No. Okay. <coughs> Instagram has it to where you can accept, decline, or something else. Either way. Messages. Uh, in the messages. He sent me a direct message, and I went to reply. I went to hit accept, and I fat-fingered it and hit delete. And now I, I can't find the message. Do you know the guy's name? No. no. Oh, so if, I'm saying. So I if you sent Andy a message and he was a dickhead, please send him another one. Yeah. By so if you sent me a message, uh, it was about dive bombs and full bodies. Please send me that message again because I was going to reply to it, and I fat-fingered it, and here we are. So if you're listening and you, and you sent that message, I'm not being an asshole. Just resend it. I fucked up. Oh, also... If you're a fan of uh, Jeff L. Stanfield on Facebook, he is on timeout again. So you have to go to the Jeff Stanfield Facebook page. I don't know. You're going to get the permanent boot. For what? I didn't even do nothing wrong. I said I was stood with Israel and I stood with Christians and God. Now, what's wrong with that? That's all that you said. That's basically all I said. That, did you hear what he just said? That's basically all that, that, that basically I said. That is basically all that what, I said. That means that there was more to the story that you're leaving okay. out. Okay. I said, and I wish I could, I'd saved it. I wish, I, quote for quote, I said, the two congressmen, liberal congressmen, or congress ladies, whatever the hell I call them, I didn't say nothing rude. Mm -hmm. I said that our Muslims were denied access into Israel. We we as a society are fixing to have to draw sand in the line, uh, draw a line in the sand. And we are going to have to either stand with Christians in Israel or stand on the other side. Mm -hmm. And I said I'm standing with Israel, and I'm standing with with God. If that's all that you said, that's that all I said. That, bad. that is all I said. If that's all. You that's said, why that I was shocked. I wrote a lot of shit that should have gotten me kicked off lots of times, you know. But yeah. that's what I said. Then I, I'm with you. That shouldn't have been banned. One more thing to think about is if you cool your dog off with water when he's hot and you stuff him in a crate, he's going to scald. So get the dog dried off before you put him up. If you that do plastic that. will scald him? Well, it's hot. Anything with no circulation just... Just bakes him? Yeah. And alcohol, too. We've talked about that. Alcohol Use alcohol because it evaporates and takes the heat with it. Yeah. And don't give him a whole lot of water and then dry dog food either. That's another That's good tip. Right, don't feed them for a long time. They'll get a twisted you. gut, right? They can torque out. Gastric torsion is what that's called. It's an expensive vet bill is what that's called. All right, we got to go. Have a good one. Thanks, Ron. Yeah, thanks for having me.